Thanks for listening to the Grace Hill Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. For more information about Grace Hill, follow us on social media at gracehill901 or visit gracehill901.com. So I said good morning, and I'm used to being with elementary kids, and when I speak, they, they did you know they talk back to you? They, they like to talk back to you. So when I say good morning, if you could just help me out by saying it back, that would be awesome. Good morning. Ah, that feels so much better. I feel like I'm not in this thing alone up here. Um, So if you are a parent or a grandparent, you may know that your child, um, actually from preschool all the way to high school, that we've been going through a series called May this month. And um, in our preschool, we've been learning all about how God made us. And in our elementary age, we've been learning about individuality and how God has created each of us unique and special with special gifts. And then in our middle school and high school, we've been talking about sexual integrity. And we've been talking about dating relationships, how we view the opposite sex and all that good stuff. And so Jason came to me and said, hey, I think it would be really great if we took this series made and we bring it to our adults on Sunday morning because this topic is important to all of us. And I would love for you to spend the first week teaching on sexual integrity and how parents should talk to their kids about sexual integrity. And I was like, okay, so the first time that you ever want me to come in here and speak to adults, like, and to teach on a Sunday morning, you, you want me to talk about sex. That's no pressure. There's no awkwardness, right? Like, it'll be, it'll be great. So, anyway, just know there's going to be some things that I'm going to say this morning that may be awkward for you to hear. It may be uncomfortable for you to hear. But I can guarantee you this. Nobody feels more awkward or uncomfortable than me, okay? That's the one having to say it. So we're in this together, and we're just going to kind of push through and uh, full steam ahead. With that being said, um, there is some sensitive subjects that we will cover. So if you are a, um, if you have a preschool or elementary kid that's in here, even if you're a student and you're like, I don't want to sit in here and listen to her talk to my parents or grandparents about how to talk to me about sex. Totally understand. I will not feel bad if I see you slip away. Um, And we do have kids ministry going on all throughout in Grace Hill Kids. And even if you're a student, we'd love your help in there as well. And so you can see Tammy Long out there. Um, So I just wanted to start this morning, well, like any good sex talk, and scare you with some statistics because you know, what it would, I mean, that's what you do, right? Like any time, we, we scare. But no, really, I want to give you some statistics, mainly because it's a point of, like, I want everyone to understand what our kids and what our generation is really dealing with. And, um, and it's, it's scary. Um, so nearly one-third of 13 to 15-year-olds have had sexual intercourse. Now, this is Christians and non-Christians alike, okay? Nearly 60% of 16 to 18-year-olds have had sexual intercourse. 90% of kids surveyed said they believed in marriage, yet 74% said that they would live with someone else um, before or instead of marriage. Some experts say that as many as 70% of teenage suicides are a result of a broken romantic relationship. When it comes to the internet, 30% of the information online is pornographic content. And just to tell you how much traffic porn sites get, that porn sites get more traffic than Twitter, Amazon, and Netflix combined. 
And I know how much we're all on Amazon, right? Like <laughs> buying stuff. It's a lot of traffic. The average age that a child is exposed to porn is 11 years old. So if you think 11 years old, you think you, you take from, from kids that are older than that, and you take from kids that are like eight years old that are seeing stuff online. An, organiza an organization called Protect Young Minds says that 10% of visitors to porn sites are younger than 10 years old. 10% are, are younger than 10 years old. And Pornhub found that in 2017, the most common times its users viewed porn was between the time of 10 to 12 p.m. So parents, if your kids have smartphones or devices, have them on lockdown where they can't get to all the sites and all the places at night. But here's the kicker in this, that the most trafficked, time, uh, trafficked day of the week is Sunday. I mean, right, like here we are at church and is it crazy that the most trafficked day of the week for porn is Sunday? But having this conversation and talking about sexual integrity, I mean, it's, it's a hard conversation to have with our kids. And there's many reasons why we don't have the conversation with our kids. I mean, it could be like maybe you're like me and you didn't really have it modeled, you know, a, a, somebody having a great conversation with you modeled for you, right? Like your parents didn't talk to you about it. It was just kind of, let's keep quiet. I mean, a lot of us, even as parents, believe that, well, my kids don't have access to that. I don't give them a smartphone. I have stuff on lockdown. Um, so they, they don't have access to that. And some of us believe that maybe they're not mature enough to even have that conversation yet. And then some of us, as parents, we're ashamed of our past. It feels really hard to have that conversation. And maybe even for a few of us, it's even our present we're, we're, we're ashamed of. And a lot of times we don't feel equipped because the world is moving and spinning and culture is moving so fast that we, don't, we can't keep up with what the kids are into or what's going on in their lives. But really I believe that at the end of the day, the reason that we don't have these conversations is because it's just really uncomfortable to talk about, right? Like it's just really hard and uncomfortable. But I can guarantee you that if we're not talking to our kids about it, the world for sure is talking to our kids about it. And so we have to. If we are the light bearers, the image bearers of Jesus Christ, then we have a responsibility to bring the hope and the message of Jesus to our kids. And that goes through every area of our life, including how we operate with sexual integrity. And so as parents, we have to talk to our kids about it. And if you're grandparents, you have to be a part of that conversation too. And so here's a few reasons why we have to talk to our kids about sex. At the age of six, it starts to mark a beginning in changes for a child. They start to, um, they start to realize, like, okay, they, we've been made differently. There's boys, there's girls. And you can see that, like, in the playground yard, right? Like, boys are playing with boys, girls are playing with girls out there. Out, out there. And they start to have the same same-sex friendships. And so they're noticing this. And here's what's so funny about this when we're just talking about school, that school and other peer groups is where your kids will actually hear the most misinformation about sex. I mean, you know that you can remember that growing up as a kid on the playground or in school. There was always that kid who came who had some piece of information that was, you know, introducing you to new words and new things. So school is the place where you can sometimes hear the most misinformation but here's what's cool about the age of six. Around that age, 
kids are starting to um, really develop logic. They're developing reason. They're starting to um, be able to uh, see their thoughts from another person's thoughts, and they can distinguish between the two. And they are searching the world for answers. And if you have an elementary kid or you serve with elementary, you know this. They ask you 50 million questions. Young elementary kids are always, how does this work? Why? And you can just, I mean, there's no need, like in a small group, I can tell you this, that happens all around this building. In our small group, it just takes one question to get the ball rolling, and then they're just like chatterboxes about stuff. But here's what's cool about this age. That makes them ready and willing to listen and to understand. And so even starting as early as six is a good time to have these conversations. And then physically speaking, when your child is about six to eight, they're already starting to have estrogen and testosterone that is developing in their bodies. And um, there's been some reports that even as young as the age of 10, they start to develop sexual attraction. And so we have to start to have these conversations with our kids. But sadly, children are becoming more and more aware of sex and about sex from unwanted sources. 51% um, of boys and 32% of girls see porn before their teenage years. Children are, almost, are also the most vulnerable to sexual abuse between the ages of 7 to 13. And of all the cases um, reported to the police of sexual assault, 34% are under the age of 12. And so we have to talk to our kids about this. Because you may, can police them at home all that you want to, but you cannot constantly control what your kids see or hear. They're on a bus. They're at school. You may think the world of the friend and, and at their, that you've let them go to their house, but you can't police everything that happens to them all the time and what they see. And it's for many of these reasons. I could go on about why we've got to talk to our kids about the subject of sexual integrity. And I want to be clear, when I'm talking about sexual integrity, this is not just the sex talk. Like, this is not like we're just going to sit down and we're going to have the sex talk. This is so much more than this. This is about a value. This is about how um, we teach kids to see um, their bodies and how they, how they um, view themselves as created in the image of God and how they view the opposite sex and how they treat them. And then, of course, about sex um, and how they view intimacy inside um, marriage. And so it doesn't come from just having the one-and-done sex talk with our kids. It comes from having an ongoing conversation and dialogue. And this is one of the reasons that we've set up our ministries to be the way they are is because kids learn best when they can talk and dialogue with a trusted adult. And you as a parent should be, no, you should be at that top of that list, right, as the trusted adult in a kid's life. But let's be honest, like kids are getting all these mixed messages when it comes to, to sex, and this is exactly how it was for me when I was growing up. Basically, my parents just said, don't do it. Just don't have sex. I, I don't know that I was exactly familiar with what exactly sex was. It was just, don't do it. And then you had the church, and what I was told growing up was that sex is a dirty, horrible, rotten, sinful thing that you should save for the lovely joys of marriage. Awesome. Well, I'm pumped about that, I think. I don't, I don't know. That seems odd. And then you have the world, and this is what the world tells you. The world says, this is actually how you have sex, and here's a condom. And so we can see that 
if we're not careful, we can get mixed messages. And that's why it's so important that we take parents and we take the church to make double the impact to cancel out what the world is saying to our kids. And that's why the partnership between church and home is so important. And so we talked about why we've got to talk to our kids about sexual integrity. But now, I just want to walk through, you might be thinking, okay, but what do I say? At, 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 I've got different kids at different ages and stages. What am I supposed to be communicating to them? And so in the preschool phase, what we want to do is that we want to introduce preschoolers to their body so they will discover their body and start to define what privacy is. During the ages of three to five, the overriding thing that we want to communicate to preschoolers is that God created them and God created their bodies. And we, we want them to know that God created each of their body parts and that we can use our bodies to honor and glorify him. And we also want to be able to teach them the correct terminology for body parts, for all the body parts. And then we also want to begin to establish boundaries in terms of privacy for our kids. And so it might look like saying things to our preschooler, such as we close the, the door to the bathroom, or we close the door when we go to the bathroom. We don't show our private parts to, to everyone. And I don't know, like I have a little boy who's five, and that's a, like, that's a thing for them. They're very proud, very proud. And uh, so we got to say that a lot in our home. We, we don't do that. We don't do that. We also, and I tell this to my girls, we will literally... It may, and this may seem awkward to you, we will literally say this at the dinner table to everybody. Hey, we know that, that there are certain body parts that no one is allowed to touch, right? Like, I mean, that is an ongoing conversation that we have. And if someone does, please come tell us as soon as possible. And so then we, and then we have to, you know, because kids are like, well, how does this all work? Because we also have to tell them, hey, sometimes you may go to the doctor, and the doctor might have to touch you in some places, but it's okay as long as I'm there with you. And so we have to teach our kids those type of things. And then when we move on to the elementary years, we want to inform them on how things work so they will understand biology and understand how and why God made, God made us. Okay, this is the, we already talked about this before, this is the developmental stage where kids are super curious. Um, at this stage, we want to introduce basic sexuality to our kids, and we want to answer um, kids' questions of where do babies come from. We have to answer that question for them. Um, we want our kids to know that God created males and females different for a reason and for a purpose, and we want to introduce them to the basic anatomy and how God's a part of each family from conception until death. And so we, think, we say things to them like, God made your body and we, you need to take good care of it. God made sex and he designed it for a husband and wife. We say things like pornography is dangerous and we tell them what pornography is. And we tell them it's dangerous because often it can become addictive and it can make it where you, when you are married, it's really hard for you to enjoy sex. Like we have to, because as I talked about, if the average age is 11 that they're seeing porn, that means that elementary kids are coming across this. And so we have to talk to them about it. And then in middle school, we have to help them interpret what is changing so they will respect themselves and they'll start to grow in confidence. Um, one of the key factors that we want to discuss with middle schoolers is that their bodies are a gift from God and that they can commit to purity. 
there is a lot of change going on at this stage, right? Um, and puberty is the time that these changes are much more apparent. And so we want to validate our kids. We want to say positive, affirming things to them about their bodies. Um, I heard this, this stat at IF this weekend, that it takes um, three seconds for a person to absorb shame, but it takes 30 seconds for someone to absorb a compliment. And I don't know about you if you remember what middle school was like, but it was rough, and it was not for the faint of heart. And so there is a lot of stuff that our kids are hearing and, and about themselves. And so as parents, we have a job to positively affirm and pour in to our kids. And so by, um, by the end of this stage with middle school, um, we should be addressing everything with them. Relationships, pornography, cultural pressures, modesty, um, peer pressure, flirting, as well as grace and forgiveness. And then in high school, we, what we want to do in high school is we want to coach them toward healthy relationships so they will establish personal boundaries and that they will practice mutual respect. Um, those of you who have had high schoolers know this. This is, start, this is the, the point at which a parent becomes somewhat more of a coach, right? Um, our, our high schoolers, they've, they've got a strong will and they, they, they have a strong mind of their own. And so what we want to do is become a coach, and it's hopefully that we've poured so much in them before that when we start to become, they start to have to put these, these um, values into practice that they're ready for it. And by this stage, there's no conversation that's off limits. We have to introduce our, our high schoolers to all the things about dating and respecting members of the opposite sex, how far is too far, drugs and alcohol, abuse, and then sexual integrity decisions. And it's at this point in life that they're going through a very experimental stage. And sometimes they just might disown some previously held values that they once had. And they may try some new behaviors. And that's why we as parents, we have to be ready to have those blunt, unashamed conversations with them about moral behavior. Like we can't be afraid to say stuff. But it's really hard to have these conversations with them um, in the throes of high school if we haven't been proactive to have them before with them. And so we, have, we want them to know that God is present in every area of their life and including their sexuality and that he cares very much about it. And so we have to, even as parents, we have to be careful um, to not be parents even in this stage that just lecture or nag, but um, they have to know that we're coming from the place of concern and love because we care about raising them in the ways of Christ. And so we talked about why you should talk to your kids about sex, and we talked about the what, that when it comes to sexual integrity. So I just want to spend the next few minutes just talking about some basic principles on how we can talk to our kids about sexual integrity. I would say the first thing that we need to do is that we have to normalize the conversation. We have to normalize the conversation. And even though the Bible doesn't really give us this verse that says this is how you talk to your kids about sexual integrity. Um, what the Bible did, though, is they gave us a great verse when Moses was talking to the Israelites, just about parenting in general, when he was talking about um, um, what, they, what they should teach their kids about God and his commandments. And you can find that in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Um, oh, hear, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. 
These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And so you may may be asking yourself, okay, so when am I supposed to have and how am I supposed to have these conversations? Well, I think this verse would tell you anytime and anywhere, right? Because it says when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. It's talking about as you're going through the basics of everyday life, like we have to be having these conversations with our kids. And so this is, this is an, like I said before, this is an ongoing conversation. This is not a one-and-done conversation by any means. And then the second way that we want to talk to our kids about uh, sexual integrity is that we have to teach our kids to engage well with culture. And so what that means is that we have to teach them critical thinking when it comes to and, and in regards to culture. If you don't want the Internet, a friend, or, you know, Google, whatever, culture answering your kids' questions, then nothing can be off-limit. We have to teach them how to uh, think without mindlessly consuming what the world tells them. And so we have to, that means that we have to teach them about culture and what culture might say. And so that means parents, like you you have to stay hip a little bit with culture. You got to know what's happening out there. And then, you know, we also, though, as parents, we can't shelter our kids. We also can't pull them away from the world, because what will happen is when they're 18, they won't know how to engage with culture because they've been hidden from it. And so I know for me as a parent, I've, I view the, these two things as the, at the top of my priority list as far as, as what I'm responsible for with my kids. I am responsible for showing them Jesus and how to have a relationship with him. And the second most important task that I feel like God's given me is to help them navigate the world. Because I'm not raising kids, I'm raising adults at the end of the day. And then the third way that we want to talk to our kids about sexual integrity, we want to make sure our kids know that no topic is off limits. I love this um, quote by Craig Gross. Your kids will talk to you about things you talk to them about. Your kids won't talk about things you don't talk to them about. I mean, I know as a kid, I never went back up to my parents and said, hey, tell me about sex. I mean, it, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a conversation that was ever really had about it. So I wasn't the one that was going to bring that to their attention. And so we want to create a family culture where our kids know that they can talk to us about anything. I would rather have what feels like a really strange and awkward conversation for me but have them come to me and answer, me be able to answer my child's own questions rather than having them seek it out on, God forbid, Google or their friends. And so I, we want to make sure that no topic is off limits. And then that goes to the next thing, number four. We want to be direct. And I can tell you this. If your kid is brave enough to come to you and ask you about sex and sexual integrity or anything like that under the sun, then mom and dad, we need you to be brave enough to give them a direct answer, even though it may feel uncomfortable. Because here's the thing, you are a representative of Christ, and you are a representative of God in your home. And what can happen is, is that if you're evasive and you don't want to have those conversations with your kids, they not, what they may end up thinking is, you don't have very good answers, but 
Sadly enough, they may think Christianity doesn't really have any great answers to this, and so, or, or adequate answers to their questions. And so we have got to make sure that we're direct with our kids. The fifth thing that we want to do is we want to make sure you and your spouse are on the same page. If you can't talk to, about sex with your spouse, it's going to be really hard to have that conversation with your kids too, right? <laughs> you both have to have a game plan. And here's the thing. We, we know this because moms, we're worried about all the things, and, and it, we've got so much in our head that we feel like we're worried about. And um, I always get kind of sad when I hear this, but here's what's crazy. Dad's relationship with the kids, with both boys and girls, actually has more effect on um, how they see the world, how they view God, how they view sex, than actually mom. And so dads, we need you in the game. Like, we need you having those conversations with, with your kids. And, and dads, you don't need to think, well, if it's, it's you know, m- mom will talk to my daughter. I cannot tell you, if you talk to any girl who has um, had, had trouble or, or issues, a lot of those issues when it regards to sex in their teenage years and, and young adult goes back to some issues with their dad a lot of times and trying to fill a male role. And so we need strong dads to pour into our daughters. Number six, we have to be proactive. We have to start early. The earlier that we have these conversations, um, the better. When we're proactive, it, it, it makes it so much easier if there is a crisis. Because here's the thing. I, I know we all think, not my kids, but, but these stats represent our, our kids and their culture. And so there is a very good likelihood that your child, my child, will have some type of moral failure when it comes to sexual integrity. And I can guarantee you that it's going to be really hard to, to first have that talk about sex in the midst of a crisis, if that's the first time that you've ever brought it up. And so we want to be proactive rather than reactive. And then number seven, we don't want to rely on scare statistics, even though I kind of did that with you guys to get your attention. But yeah, we don't want to do that with our kids, okay? Um, because here's the thing, we can't, we can't pull out the STD statistics, the teen pregnancy, and all that good stuff, because to some degree, the world has answered that, right? Like they've said, here's condoms, here's birth control, okay? So scare statistics are probably not going to work. Um, we have to give them more than that, because we have more than that, right? Like we have, we have this, we have his word, we have the values, we have Christ living in us. We've got more than that to give them than just scare statistics. And number eight, we want to emphasize with our kids that sex is good and it's beautiful and it was actually God's idea. The whole time it's been God's idea. And so we have to teach our kids what the Bible says about sex and marriage. And so that means that that you've got to know what the Bible says about sex and marriage, right? And so there's certain topics that you're going to want to know about. You're going to want to know how God created sex and sexuality. You want to know that God sees sex as very good. You want to know what the Bible says about adultery. You want to know what the Bible says about fornication. You want to know what the Bible says about the union between one man and one wife and one flesh. And then we want to know what the Bible says just about the human body in general. And so, that, so we talked about the why, we talked about the what, and we talked about the how when we talk to our kids about sexual integrity. And so you may be sitting out there and going, 
okay, now what? That was a whole lot of information, and now I feel very scared for what my kids are, are going to encounter and how I'm going to handle this. Um, and so what I want you to know, and I hope that, man, if, I hope that you guys were here last week to, for the service. It was incredible. We talked a lot about being better together, and that's one of our core values as a church because we believe that partnerships inside and outside the church are so important. But one of the partnerships that we are so committed to inside the church is that of partnering with parents. Um, I said this before, we believe that two influences are greater than one and that when we can, can combine the love of the home with the light of the church, um, gosh, we can just impact the next generation and their hearts because two influences are greater than one. And with parents, or grandparents, we don't want you to do this thing alone because parenting alone in isolation is no fun. And so um, we as a church just really are committed to being a resource, helping um, be a guide for you in, in all different aspects. And so in regards to the whole sexual integrity conversation that we're having, um, we have got some phase guides that are on, in the back around the information desk and the Family Resource Center. We have different phase guides. We've got one for preschool, elementary, middle school, and high school. And these are just a little short thing that can just tell you, like, here's some of the things that you should be talking to your kids about in regards to sexual integrity. Here's some statements. Here's some things like this is, you know, because sometimes even with preschoolers, it's hard to think about how do I say this in a way that they can understand. And so it gives you, like, a little cheat sheet on just ways to talk to them about their their body. Um, and for some of our teen parents, we had a meeting um, a couple of weeks ago where we, we did a little bit more in-depth dive and we gave them a resource that was more in-depth because they are in the throes and in the middle of this parenting thing and they're, they're dealing with it right now. And so if you are a um, parent that did not make that meeting, we've got a a guide for you. Come see me. I will get it for you. And this guide has got everything in it from sexting, that's a big thing with our kids now, dating, um, uh, what are some, pornography, just all sorts of things. It does a really good in-depth dive on those. And then um, because we feel like for our fourth and fifth graders, they're getting ready to step into that middle school and high school world, that it was super critical that we give them the same resource. And so if you have a fourth or fifth grader, um, when you go to get them in their small group, that small group leader is going to have that packet for you also so that you can have some of those conversations. Um, and, but there's a couple of really great resources out there. Um, if you check out access.org, that's a lot of the content that I'm talking about and some of the resources has come from that. They are fabulous. Um, they stay hip on everything that is going on in culture. They even ha I signed up for an email that's called the Cultural Translator. And what it does is it tells you like all the kids' phrases that they're saying. And it tells you um, the apps that they're into. And I will like make a confession. You may not like that I'm saying that. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, so I thought like Netflix and chill like, it meant you watch Netflix and you chill. It does not mean that, people, so don't say that. Like, I'm just saying. You'll have to look up what it actually means. But apparently I didn't know what it meant. So it just gives you things like this so that you can understand what your kids are talking about, the kind of apps that they're into, and all sorts of things. And then another great resource is homeward.com. Uh, Dr. Jim Burns, who is a Christian psychiatrist, he writes on the subject. He's written a couple of books, and I used his resources too. One of the greatest books he's written is How to Teach Your Kids um, 
about sexual, healthy sexuality, and um, that, that website is a great resource. Um, and they're both from the view, vantage point of Christianity and teaching it from the basis of the Bible. And so uh, I think you should check those out. They're really great resources. So I'm going to pray for us. Now that you've, you've got, like, homework, right? Like, your, your kids will love it. You'll be having some great conversations, right? Like, after church. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's pray.